This is Radio Ukraine International with the weekly program Ukraine Global, written by Viktoria Krukova, presented by Vera Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. This edition of Ukraine Global is about the third summit of first ladies and gentlemen held in Kyiv last week and how it is connected to the recovery of the mental health of Ukrainians. This time the summit was called the Summit of Fortitude and Fragility. On September 6th, Kyiv welcomed guests during the third summit of First Ladies and Gentlemen, an international dialogue platform founded by the First Lady of Ukraine, Olena Zelenska, in 2021. This year's summit was dedicated to the topic of mental health. During the last decade, humanity has had to survive a series of devastating challenges. The COVID-19 pandemic, the economic crisis caused by its consequences, the acceleration of climate change, large-scale natural disasters, wars, particularly the full-scale war in Europe, launched by Russia against Ukraine. These crises harden people's resilience and societies, but also show the common fragility of all humanity, mental health. The organizers explain the choice of this particular topic. During the summit, there were expert talks and panel discussions with the participation of first ladies and gentlemen, leading Ukrainian and international experts, and celebrities who attended the summit in Kyiv or participated online. The event presented the results of a unique study devoted to mental health conducted by the Alligator Solutions Company in 11 countries worldwide. Another innovation this year, an entirely new type of international cooperation, International Medical Partnership, was launched at the summit. For this purpose, health ministers from different countries came to Kyiv. The event's presenter was Stephen Fry, a British writer, actor and a great friend of Ukraine. The summit organizers say he constantly supports Ukraine in its struggle for existence and independence, as evidenced by his interviews with guests. In addition, he helped Ukrainians survive the winter with the Shelterbox Initiative, which collected donations for warm clothes and the repair of destroyed houses. During the summit, topics related to the maintenance of mental health were discussed, in particular how people can cultivate resilience and maintain humanity while experiencing global and individual crises, how war affects the psyche, what we know about mental trauma today, how we should take care of the mental state of teenagers and young people. This year's theme, Mental Health, Stability and Fragility of the Future, is vital for Ukraine and for many other countries that suffer from wars, conflicts and natural disasters and therefore from their consequences for the psyche of people, added Minister of Foreign Affairs Dmitro Kuleba. Renowned British actor and writer Stephen Fry, who visited Kyiv, said he has been impressed at the extraordinary humour that unites everyone in the Ukrainian capital, as well as their unshakable determination to see off the barbarians. I was so impressed that a country at war would host a summit on mental health that it isn't just presenting an image of resilience, it's also presenting an image of fragility, which I thought was honest and remarkable. And it's clear that traumatic mental health issues strike the nation very hard, not just soldiers uh, who have suffered, soldiers, I think thousands have lost limbs already, thousands and thousands, uh, and that carries huge um, mental burden and strain. But children every day being 
taken down to air raid shelters every day, having to worry about what's happening to their father or their mother who are at the front. So I thought this is obviously something I couldn't turn down, plus curiosity. I've never been in a war zone, hadn't ever been to Ukraine. Uh, the night before the summit, actually, great screeching uh, woke me from my slumbers at about 4.30 in the morning, and I was told to go down to the basement. Uh, we knew where that was. There were signs saying shelter as soon as we went to the hotel, so we were aware. Mm. Um, and down, down I went. There were a few people there. The staff were there. Um, there was water and a coffee machine. <laughs> and, uh, uh, they were quite smart. They knew that the early warning was such that there'd be, if it were a serious threat to Kiev itself, there'd be a later warning. And, and indeed that happened. An explosion was apparently heard and others then came down and the bomb shelter was full. Uh, it was alarming in every sense of the word. Uh, it was no threat to me that it was apparently um, uh, uh, some drones that were downed by their defence, so there wasn't even a building hit. But it was a reminder, and this happens four, five, six mm -hmm. times a week. Their commitment to the war was really interesting. I mean, of course, they hate that it's happening. I spoke to a woman who had lost her husband only two weeks earlier, and her husband was an artist, a musician, and she was an artist too. And um, they said that a lot of their friends who were of the more militaristic caste, mm -hmm. if you like, hadn't volunteered early on, but a lot of artists had. And if you know anything about the history of Ukraine in the 1930s, they had what they, were, they called the executed uh, Renaissance, mm -hmm. a, a flowering of uh, artists and thinkers and poets and painters who were all gulagged or shot by Stalin's uh, Soviets. And um, this happened again in the 60s. Tyrants, tyrants do that. They, they, uh, Putin does it. The intellectuals, the intelligentsia, whom we mock at home because mm -hmm. <laughs> we have the freedom to do so, they're the first target. And so they were the first to, 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 to volunteer. It was very revealing. Um, and my goodness, they hate the Russians. They... they, they they, they want this war to carry on until they know they have won. Said Stephen Fry. First held in 2021, the summit aims to bring the world's first ladies and gentlemen together to promote dialogue and find effective solutions to global humanitarian challenges through soft power, partnership, public diplomacy, exchange of experience and implementation of joint initiatives. Among the speakers were First Lady of the Czech Republic Eva Pavlova, Estonian First Lady Siria Karis, First Gentleman of Slovenia Ales Musar, Serbian First Lady Tamara Vucic and Oscar-winning French director Michel Hazanavicius. The loudest applause, however, sounded when Zelensky entered the venue. Everyone in the audience stood up, saluting the Ukrainian president. Zelensky greeted the guests First Ladies and Gentlemen, smiled warmly when greeting Zelenska and started his speech with Dear Olena. Although the First Ladies and Gentlemen of the States are not considered to be politicians in the usual sense, they often find such arguments that politicians are unable to, and it works, Zelensky said. Thanks to Olena and her communication in the US, we managed to make significant progress in getting modern anti-aircraft defenses for Ukraine, he said. The audience stood up one more time, clapping when Zelensky asked to honor Ukrainian soldiers defending the country, as they risk their lives every day. Then he addressed the growing issue of mental health, saying that it is beyond important for Ukraine. 
The post-war world is vulnerable to emotions, to the accumulated pain of the war, which remains with people for a long time and only becomes more unbearable with time. War is a challenge that does not disappear after the end of hostility, Zelensky said. The war smolders as long as it is able to hit people from the inside, as long as the losses caused by the war hurt, he said. No one can be left alone with the war and its effects on the minds and souls. You're listening to Ukraine Global. This edition of Ukraine Global is about the third summit of First Ladies and Gentlemen held in Kyiv last week and how it is connected to the recovery of the mental health of Ukrainians. Stay tuned to Radio Ukraine International. President Volodymyr Zelensky and U.S. State Secretary Antony Blinken made brief appearances to give speeches. Russia's overnight attack on Kyiv on the eve of the summit did not mar the one-day event. Even though the night was partially sleepless for many in the capital due to the sound of air raid sirens followed by explosions, the audience and the speakers looked energetic and joyful, greeting each other warmly. Zelensky noted that mental health is a special field that requires a special approach, such as new institutions and new rehabilitation facilities, a new social policy and new international interaction and agreements. A touching moment occurred when, before leaving the venue, Zelensky stopped by his wife to give her a kiss. The date of the summit, September 6th, also marks their 20th wedding anniversary. Blinken's short visit was a surprise for the audience. He arrived in Kyiv earlier in the day for a previously unannounced visit to meet the Ukrainian leadership and discuss the ongoing counteroffensive and recovery efforts. During the summit, Blinken said he knows how difficult it is to navigate the challenges of mental health issues during peacetime, but he cannot imagine the strength and resilience that it takes to deal with them during wartime. We know that Russia's war is leaving many suffering in ways that we cannot fully see or cannot fully measure. It is estimated that over half of Ukrainians may need mental health support as a result of the traumas of the war, Blinken said. The crimes against humanity that they witness, the pain of having their children abducted, constant air raids. I'm here today on behalf of President Joe Biden, on behalf of First Lady Dr. Jill Biden, to make this statement for the Ukrainian people. Just as the mental health effects of this horrific conflict will endure after the war ends, so too will the United States' efforts help you shoulder and heal all these invisible wounds, Blinken said. Stephen Fry's presence was a special treat for the guests, but he brought more than his outstanding sense of humor and charisma. From the stage of the summit, Fry opened up about his personal struggles with mental health. He said he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder at the age of 14, spent a little time in prison, and attempted suicide by mid-30s. All this time, my career was quite successful, and there seems to be no reason for this storm in my head, he said. Fry made a film on mental health and is the president of Britain's largest mental health charity called Mind. He said that even though mental health issues are serious and can potentially be life-threatening, people can still live, love, thrive and be hugely successful, adding that certain conditions are not a life sentence. Fry observed this paradox in Ukraine too. The world can see that you are getting on with your lives happily. 
I walk down the streets, I see cafes open and pavements spilling with people laughing and enjoying life. The world can see that, and it's important that the world sees that, he said. But it's also important that the world sees how serious the threat is to your autonomy, your independence and your very existence, Fry went on. It is possible to send double messages in this world, about Ukraine, a happy country, succeeding, fulfilling your life, but you are under terrible threat. Being here in these dire circumstances, you have thrived and prospered and inspired the world, he said. When talking about his impressions of Kyiv and its residents, Fry said he expected all kinds of things, but did not expect the most common thing I saw, which is laughter. I've met people who have lost their limbs and people who have lost families, but all of them seem to have a united Ukrainian sense of humor that I think explains the great deal of your success in the last year or so. I applaud that because I am a great believer in laughter, he said. I uh, uh, started working with a psych psychotherapist and oh, okay. <laughs> my mental health be became a bit better. Uh, when war started, I was uh, extremely anxious because I didn't understand anything, uh, what happened, why, why it happened in the 21st century. And uh, it was uh, really difficult uh, and difficult to accept it. So you try to distract yourself more from war? Um, yes, because like, being all the time in all the news about war, it's difficult. So I'm trying to uh, find yeah, some spheres, some activities that might help me somehow just not to think about only war, but still think about some, some good, some positive in my life. Such summits, under the guidance of Ukrainian leaders, must be taking place. We need to talk about the importance of mental health in Ukraine, especially now when it is crucial. Still, only actions matter, for words are just words. The mental hospital of Pavlov in Kyiv is full of soldiers who have come from the front and don't know what to do in their lives just yet. Culture directors create plays about PTSD in our ordinary lives, and it is just the tip of the iceberg if the whole nation is concerned. The biggest problem is that the power circle of the country is quite cut off from the painful reality. One of the solutions for addressing challenging mental states is finding the appropriate kind of support. People often do not just believe bookwise counselors, they often choose to trust those who have felt something similar, who have survived a similar experience. Another solution is inviting qualified specialists from abroad to Ukraine, as well as applying on-the-ground knowledge and real-time experience of therapists working and living in an ongoing war. The First Ladies and the government's support will be really helpful in our case. That was the weekly program Ukraine Global, prepared by Viktoria Krukova, presented by Vira Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. Radio Ukraine International invites listeners to Ukraine Global, a program offering insight into important developments in and around Ukraine and analyzing their global dimension in studio discussions with experts, government officials and public figures. 